Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Daily High Five Podcast. Hope you're having a great day. We do this every Monday, 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 Eastern. My name is Chad, and with me, as always, is, uh, well, I guess it's just me today. <laughs> no, just kidding. Joe's uh, running a little late, and I don't know what uh, what Aaron's up to just yet. But um, yeah, here we are. Happy Monday. Um, hope you guys had a great weekend. I know it's a holiday today, so... I mean, uh, that's always a good thing. Let's see who we got in the chat here. Haven't been on a on a. Oh, did I? I gotta put my big bottom on. Oh yeah, there we go. Happy Monday, True Voice of Reason. What's up, Daniel? Good to see you, buddy. Uh, Tim Perry is already in the house, and of course, and who else we got? Daryl, red wine. I need me some red wine. Yeah, maybe I need to get into that. What's up, JR? Michael. Michael Squires, what's up? Ask Matt. Uh, sub players. Tell us more about the moving mic method. Is that Mike who? <laughs> uh, do, 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 do. Is it strictly pr- proximity adjustment now, or do you still move it vertically as well? Uh, I was told that it was just, uh, you know, forward to back, back to forward. Uh, motion is what uh, Joe said the other day. Uh, how's my day today? Well, you know we've got uh, we got some uh, got some stuff to talk about. Uh, what is up? UK spawns in the house. Van Williams, K Man, um, Mister Van Gool. What is up, Croson? What's going on, buddy? All right. So um, yeah, you know it's uh, it was a great weekend. For me, I went to a, a golf tournament. I don't know anything about golf, but it was, it was super cool. I had the best. I had the best time. It was the uh, Genesis Invitational. I guess this is Tiger Woods. It was the host of that that thing. I don't really follow golf, but um, man, I was up at five thirty in the morning on a Saturday. That's that's unheard of, you know, for me. I'm usually awake until. 5 30 in the morning on a saturday but but uh but it was definitely um pictures or it didn't happen dude have you not seen my instagram story it's all over there bro all over there um yeah if you guys don't know just go to uh the real techno dad on instagram at the real techno dad man tim Pixar it didn't happen i've been posting all i'm tired of posting this stuff oh you know what? It was all stories. They're all gone now, Tim. They're all gone. Maybe, maybe it didn't happen. Maybe it didn't happen. <laughs> Actually, I could show you some stuff. Genesis, Phil Collins? No, 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 no. Genesis, like the the car. Interestingly enough, if you own a Genesis vehicle, it's like you know, like Hyundai's. Uh, they got Bang and Olufsen in there now. I guess that was like well, one of the things they had a Bang and Olufsen pop up. So that was kind of cool. Uh, if you own a Genesis and you live in Southern California, apparently you get to go to you get to go to the Genesis Invitational. Um, and there's one hole, uh, hole 14, where they had all the here. I got I got photos. I forgot I got it on photos. I just can't. Sh- I gotta I gotta be careful which photos you guys see because you know, some of you might get heart attacks. You know what I mean? You don't want that. <laughs> don't want that. Where's the stupid photo thing? Come on, Google Photos, hurry it up. All right, here's 
Do, 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 do. Okay, Google. Uh-oh, which one is it? Not that one. Okay, here we go. Google Photos. Boom. Oh, yeah. There's, this was Sunday. Um, <laughs> That's right. Happy President's Day. Um, here's me being a president yesterday. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, Daryl. That's a good question. I have no clue. How far north do you have to go for Southern Cali to end? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> no clue. Let's see here. Let me uh, let me stop. Whoa. What did I do? What do I do? That was a quick Photoshop job. <laughs> uh, you guys are silly. You guys are silly. All right, here we go. Here. Yes. Non-believers. Here we go. Here. This is a lot of photoshopping. <laughs> it's a whole lot of photoshopping. Oh, look. Check it out. We were... Uh, I ended up getting into one of the camera booths. The camera towers. Look, look, look. This guy's actually... Whoa, this is the guy that does it. This is the guy that does it. This is the camera tower at hole 14. Hole 16. Hole 16. Look at that. Bam. That's right. I and I couldn't even follow the ball when it got it because like it was all overcast the first day on Saturday, so I couldn't even I couldn't even uh, couldn't even see the ball. So I did that. Oh, here's my bro. He came along with. You know, we did uh we did all this golf stuff. Take a picture. Is walking around the course. Oh, here here. This is the uh, me Saturday morning talking early. about. It's pretty early. This is the Re Riviera Golf 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 Club Golf Course Riviera Country Club. That's what it is. <laughs> Riviera Country Club. And this is the middle of like L.A. I'm like so like 18 holes. It's like I was so so surprised. Not Photoshop. It's AI. <laughs> yeah. No. Totally. I I I couldn't see anything. I couldn't see anything. Um. And uh, let's see here. Do do do. Uh, we had oh, check this out. So they got this new. This is the new Genesis concept car. Um, that they had, they had a little little convertible. Let's see, these crazy rims. This front looks kind of cool. It looks kind of weird too. There's like no grill. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. I don't know how I feel about that. Look at that. It's kind of weird. The grill's like down here. I don't know. I don't know. But I mean, look look at the... That looks pretty cool. Looks pretty cool. Oh, here's the golf course again. Walking down. Uh, I got some more cars because they put like some banging offs. In. Oh, this this car right here is... This is the one. If I were to um, get one, it'd be, it'd be something like this. Look at this. Pre-production model. Boom. And then... Oh yeah, they got this weird carbon fiber, but they got the banging Olivson. So that's that's pretty that's pretty sweet. That's pretty sweet. Angela says that they're parking. Uh yeah, the Joe's on his way. Was it all electric? No. Um uh no, they had some electric. Let's see here. So this is the GV80. No. Yeah, GV80? 
GV80. So they have all of these in an electrified version. So this is all-wheel drive. This is their coupe. Uh, this is a brand new color. They said it's not out yet. Um, doo -doo -doo. Let's see. Nope, that's backwards. Oh, yeah. So look, this is like, it was just weird. I was like, over by the 14th hole, they just have this big old thing with a bunch of cars. And it's so, so it turns out um, if a golfer made a hole in one, they would win a car. And one of them did. Oh, I forget the guy's name. I have to look it up. But he won one of these things. Um, you know, it's, it's pretty cool. Look at that little red, red contrast stitching, red seat belts. You know, nice. Nice. Here's the, uh, the driver's side. Got a nice uh, little double screen action here. And the rear view, I couldn't couldn't put the stupid thing on. Uh, here, this is is this one electric also? I think this is. Yeah, this is this is a GV60 electrified. So this is a smaller one. So this one's all electric. Um, let's see here. And then there's this other one, which was a blue one. Oh, look at this. And they even have like nice little touches like this white calipers. Joe said he'll be here in a sec. Right? On this blue. Where is this at? Oh, did I not take another? Oh, here it is. Recharge with Genesis. Yeah, look at right in the front there. Boom. I think that's kind of handy. Having this uh, charger in the front, you know, if you're, you're parking in, in your garage and all that kind of nonsense. Um, yeah, not bad. These things actually don't look that, yeah, pretty cool, actually. You know, if you, if you have a family, I don't think this white interior is going to be good for you, but be pretty cool for me. You know what I mean? Know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Let's see here. What else? Oh, oh yeah, that's right here. While I was doing, this is like some super special VIP area called the back lot, which was where I was at on Sunday. Yeah, that's right. VIP treatment for your old techno dad. So while all that was happening, <laughs> I got I get I get a text message from um Nick at SVS from the Florida Audio Show or Florida Audio Expo. And this they're playing my Atmos demo um in their in their room there. That's what this video is. So he sent me this. Like right as I got to the uh, golf course, I was like, oh, that's so awesome. I'm doing something awesome. And they're doing something awesome with my uh, Atmos mix on the other side of the country. Fantastic. Yes, it's Hyundai owned. That's right. That's right. That's right. Mm -mm -mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, The um, it's like the Lexus Toyota, you know. Um, actually big shout out to Kanga. He's the one that asked for them to play. He's like, do you have any of Chana's mixes? And so, um, uh, they're like, yeah, yeah, we do. Yeah. The Larry's there. The Larry's there. Nick's there. They're usually all always there. Uh, battery costs as much as the car. Uh, what's up medieval 1980. Hello from Lansing, Michigan. What's up? <laughs> I hate to say it, but that color is definite a definition of May gray. Yeah, maybe. Mm -mm -mm. Did you wear that jellyfish skirt? No. <laughs> jellyfish shirt, knowing that others would be jelly. Uh no, I don't know. I was just looking for something cool to wear. I didn't even have those khakis. I had to go like I had to go like buy some buy some pants for this thing. Uh 
yeah, it was pretty, uh, it was definitely an interesting experience here. Where is the, um, or here's me coming back over to the back lot. So this is, oh, what the hell? Oh, that's a regular photo. Yeah, so this is at the 18th hole. Oh, wow, you can zoom in on this and all that. And uh, how do we zoom out? And then I was over in this area here. Let's see, let's go over there. I was up there. I was just trying to get a better view of the whole situation. That's a Genesis skybox. And then, you know, they're doing all this stuff here. Tiger Woods was supposed to be there, but he ducked out on like Thursday. No, Friday, Friday. Tiger Woods ducked out on Friday. Um, so didn't get to see Tiger Woods, but did did get to go to this this thing, which is really cool. I I can't wait to go again. Oh, here's the banging Olsen stuff. Uh da, 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 share screen. Where's this photos? Boom, 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 do, 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 do. Here it is. Yeah. So they had this, the the little foldy TV. And I've I haven't seen these banging Olsen speakers before, so that's kind of cool. So they're doing this whole huge promotion because Bang & Olufsen now is inside the Genesis vehicles. So they had like two different Bang & Olufsen setups. This was the smaller one. They had um they had like a 77-inch OLED in the main the main area. So Yeah. Yeah, you know there was uh there's all kinds of stuff happening, man. So I I so we we heard about this golf so so this idea of golf groupies, right? Uh, let me see if I can find a shot where we're just walking. I don't think we had. Oh, no, this is me going up to the tower. All right. So look here, here, the golfers right here, dude, we are so close. So apparently like, it's like, like at six, seven. So the whole thing starts at 7 a.m. And not a lot of girls at 7 a.m. Come 10 a.m. Oh, man. And if you can see, like, we're pretty close. So as they're walking, you're just walking alongside them. So there's a lot of, you know, this one guy was like, yeah, it's, 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 you know, better than going to a bar because, you know, like these guys are making some money. So there's a lot of like, a lot of girls in like some uh, golf skirts walking around, just trying to <laughs> try to talk to the golfers because there was a $20 million at stake. So uh, the winner um, won $4 million, um, and that was uh, Hideki something or other. I got it right here. I think I took a picture of his name. Here it is. Hideki Matsuyama. Yeah, this guy won $4 million. Ah, let me put it up on screen. Yeah, this guy won $4 million bucks on Saturday. Uh, sorry, on Sunday. On Sunday. Now the cool, the craziest thing was okay. This is four days, right? It's four days, and um, uh, what do you call it? There was uh, it was four days, and there was this one guy. Oh, here we go. Here's the scoreboard. So this guy Cantlay was in the lead on Saturday, and then all of a sudden, boom, Matsuyama like took the lead. I don't even know these people. I'm not really into golf, but it was just crazy to see that. Like, I don't know, maybe he, he ran into a golf groupie Saturday night and, you know, you know, and then he ended up sixth. I think, uh, this guy, Z uh, Zalo Zalatoris, Will Zalatoris. He's the one that got the hole in one and won a car and his caddy won a car too. 
the um he won one of these uh one of these uh, gv just like this guy oh and look at this this is I, I was I was pretty excited. I don't like brown interior, but man, they had like this Alcantara headliner. Look at that. Look at that. Oh yeah. Get some. Right? And like two moon roofs. This thing is pretty legit. Oh, there he is. There he is. Look at this. Yeah. Yeah. So the guy won this car and his caddy won like the lower model. It's pretty fun stuff. Friends. Yeah. Here we okay. Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah. Thanks for holding it down. Hey, you know. Yeah, you know. Um, I know you're a very shy person. And so <laughs> it was very difficult to, to talk, uh, you know. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so for that guy um, won $4 million. And <laughs> it's crazy. $20 million up for grabs in that thing. So it was uh, pretty cool. The, the first VIP area was like way down, um, and uh, they they served like pasta. But yesterday's VIP area was right at the 18th hole. We had prime rib, salmon, ice cream, like all kinds of stuff, bro. It was so cool, so much fun. Uh, big shout out to J Lab for sending me, inviting me out to the to the thing, and 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 they get a nice Rolex. Oh yeah, that's right. He did get something. He did get something in a little box and the trophy. Although a I green box, I couldn't tell. It was I. We were still kind of far away from that. Oh, if you get a yeah, if you get a green box, that's what it is. Uh, nice little wooden green box. It's an expensive green piece of wood. <laughs> yeah, um, they all come in the same box. Yeah. Yeah, can't. Oh, Cantley got Cantley got tied for fourth. Wow, one, two, three, four, five. But no, we got fifth place. I guess I guess fifth place. Whatever. Mike, Mike Ortiz asks, hey guys, thoughts on Oro CX. Oh, I just oh I can't talk about that. oh that thing we're not Can supposed not to talk about it? No. Well the um the PR blast goes out tomorrow, he said. Mm. I don't know if it, it's not really an embargo. Uh there's some sort of demo happening, you guys, with CX. You'll find out more about it tomorrow. I got I got invited. Well, Joe Joe and I got invited. You're gonna come out. I know it's LA. It's too far for you to drive sometimes. <laughs> six, PM, know, six PM to LA. That means you'll have to like if you don't want to be in traffic, you gotta leave at like one. <laughs> yeah. I think they have to make the photo a little more enticing. You know what I mean? It looks like oh yeah. What is that? I don't even know where what's going on. But anyway, I guess they're trying to show off um that you can stream. It's not like they've done they haven't done this before. No. Like Wilfrey no. talked about how they streamed a live concert. In Japan, right to a different location, yeah, somewhere, and they were able to stream, uh, yeah, an Oro stream. So, what are your thoughts on Oro CX? I don't know. You're the one who got the entire presentation. You said you're falling asleep, though. Yeah, it was. It's pretty like not. Um, it's cool. They went into a lot of detail about how it's hundred percent lossless. Mm -hmm. So, so that's that's. It's it's the one you know one of the baby steps they needed to fulfill the you know you know you you're putting a sandwich together you know a peanut butter and jelly sandwich together it's like mm. they got peanut butter on one side so now they're waiting for the jelly to be put on the other side and then they can put that thing together cut off the crust and then bing, serve you the sandwich yeah. so they they've got a few more steps to go so 
Um, it was interesting. What is it? February 28th is is this live stream that they're going to do. So, yeah. Yeah. Be pretty cool. cool. Yeah. Um, so, uh, have you reviewed any things that you're allowed to talk about? What are we allowed to talk about? I don't even know what the embargo dates are on certain things. Uh, I reviewed the Sony headphones, the Sony Pulse Elite headphones. Uh-huh. Um, they are using the mag... They they're using the um, planar magnetic drivers because Sony bought Odyssey mm -hmm. uh, last year, so those are really good at 150 bucks. I mean, they look atrocious, but you know, like, do you, you want me to put them on? <laughs> looking right, yeah. <laughs> All right. What are those headphones you got on? These are the Shure 840s, 480s. I forget. I don't know. Okay, just I just needed some. I just needed some closed back headphones. I have open back headphones, but then the microphone, like you, it picks up what you're saying. Oh man, how come you have so many headphones now? I just see you like I haven't seen those before, and then you got some bare dynamic ones. Oh yeah, those are going back. Uh, I tried them out for a bit, and then uh, I don't have. Uh, I have my AirPods Max. J Lab sent me some headphones. They're gonna send a couple more. Yeah. Yes. Uh, scruff. That's what Let I'm talking about. Let me see them though. Let me see how they look. <laughs> oh. Oh. Take me to your dealer. I mean, leader. <laughs> the dealer's somebody hey. else. What'd you say? The dealer's somebody else. Yeah. The leader and the dealer uh, are different people. They look a little flimsy. Right? Uh, I don't know. It's they just the that it's off your head. They, they might be comfortable. Wait, what? They look like they could be comfortable. They are they are they are very comfortable. They just I just, just look at this. This shit looks ridiculous. Look at this. What? Uh, is this customer support? What's that? Huh? I can't hear you. <laughs> oh, no, huh? I can't I didn't. hear you. Huh? Huh? No, I was saying, look like your customer support in <laughs> India. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, how can I help you? This is the PlayStation pickup line. What do you do? What are you, what are you doing over there, Joseph? <laughs> Oh, dude! Hey, that's what—that's what we could do if we, if anything ever happens, right? If anything ever happens to us, and like you know, we're not doing well with our YouTube or, or spatial toolkit, we could always do customer support. Support, you know, like oh, you got the Indian thing. I'll do the hi, ma'am, sir. Oh you yeah, know? I we got we got it down, dude. Filipino accent. I can be like, eh, yes. Thank, thank you for calling. Go ahead and restart uh, your computer. God, how can I help you, dude? We got it down. Got it. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't want to wear these things. I, I, I did a joke. I, I wore them outside in public. You know, I, I don't think anybody would be caught dead in these things outside. <laughs> but um, as far as sound quality, they're pretty good. I mean, these are my Odysseys, which are planners, but these are seventeen hundred. So let me see. I mean, it's not those things aren't. Those things aren't like the best looking things. They are, they, no, no, I you, I wouldn't wear these outside either. You know, 
I, I look a little alieny. Nah. Well, I'm upset. <laughs> Miss Filipino peeps. <laughs> I don't know. Let's see. What kind of headphones I got here? I got a couple. Now, now the only reason, you know, I'm saying like walking outside because they're, they're hyping up the Bluetooth connectivity with your mobile device. So I'm like, well, why would you, you know, I have these ones too. Yeah. I mean, are these supposed to look good though? I mean, are you supposed to look like, look at me. I rock Apple products. I just connected to something. I don't even know what it was. That's nah, not, it's not bad. Not horrible looking. You can wear them outside in 2049. Right, exactly. These I think the these look okay. This, uh, these are old. These are the Sony XM3s. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those ones, yeah. Those ones. Um, I mean, one, the one thing about uh, caveat about planars is that you need, they're, they're huge. The drivers are huge. So mm. I'm curious to see how Sony was going to kind of package it up. So they do this weird design thing. Now... You know, it, it does follow the PlayStation 5 aesthetic, which already to me is a little futuristic and kind of weird. Anyway, like that thing's butt ugly. So, yeah. um, you know, we were at uh, we we're at lunch. That's why I'm running late. You know, had a little family outing. Yeah. Yeah. And um, somebody mentioned that they wanted to start a podcast. I'm like, oh, yeah, we do a podcast every Monday. I don't know why people tune in. It's just pretty much like us talking. So I don't know. I don't know what's up with you guys. Why are you? Why do you watch this? I think yeah. we even talked about audio. I guess we talked about headphones and how they look. Yeah, and then um, I talked a little bit about banging Olufsen in those Genesis cars that I saw. Banging who? Banging Olufsen. Come on, man. B and O. Is it Olufsen or Olufsen? Olufsen. 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 The PS5 yeah. seems to force a dongle if not wired. Yes, hundred percent. Uh, that's that's. Some people like it, some people don't. But even uh -huh. even the other headphones I have, uh, we got I got you got to plug it into the USB anyway. So mm -hmm. you know what gives because we're, we're bored with our lives. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know that's oh, kind of, we're always watching movies in our home theater because we're bored. There's nothing else to do. Oh, you know? dude, I've been enjoying watching movies lately. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Speaking of which, I watch a movie in a theater. <gasps> Guess which movie? In a theater. In a theater. What'd you watch in the theater, and how did it sound? Um, I saw Bob Marley. One left. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. How the theater sound, and how was the movie? It was okay. It wasn't a Dolby theater, but um, mm -hmm. apparently there's a Dolby theater at that uh, place in Glendale. So. Well, oh, AMC's in Burbank, probably. AMC in Glendale. That's where we were. Yeah. Yeah. They had one, but uh, um, yeah. What's a theater? It's a place where you go and you watch a movie. And hey, how how did my system sound? You got to hear the HTP one and the Dirac calibration. Oh man, oh, yeah. Listening to that water. shit, I almost got late to my. Actually, I was late to my doctor's appointment. Man, the traffic was so bad. I was like, crap, this is gonna make me late. I knew it. I was just like, ah, Joe wants to show me some shit. I'm gonna be here for another ten minutes minimum. Um. To sound, pretty, sound pretty awesome. I, I think the funniest part was playing the timing test, the final timing test on our disc. And I'm like, 
I can't tell where it's coming from. Like it kind of feels like the voice is coming out of like the center of the screen. Yeah. <laughs> and then that's that's kind of like what what it was about. It's just like, oh shit. Yeah. And that was a uh a combination of Dirac and the beans, right? Yeah, more I would say that aspect of it. Uh, time alignment wise is all pretty much Dirac and it's phase alignment and time alignment, impulse response, all that, all mm. that stuff. But um, dude, the bass, how'd the bass sound? I didn't oh, think at a certain point. What were you playing, dude? You were playing that that one demo. Oh, that that YouTube video. Oh, you guys, you guys. Uh, thanks, Joe. Thanks for ruining the surprise, man. I was gonna surprise everybody. Oh, at, at, is that right? it's okay. Let's just give well, it. I didn't, I didn't say which video exactly. Uh, we'll give it to me now. They're they're here. They're here because they have nothing better to do. So let's just give it to them. All right. All right. All right. All right. I'm gonna give you this video. This guy's this and this guy's like got two first names. This guy's name is Mike Dean, right? Mike Dean. <laughs> yeah, Mike Dean, and he's like a synthesizer god, right? Uh, Grande Falcon, Falchon, Grande Falchon. All right, um, and he always wears this MWA. Is this, I guess it's you know it's this thing, right? Right. Um, this video, I'll pop the link. So he spent forty eight hours in the Moog factory, and what? he made some. Oh, <laughs> I wasn't ex- I wasn't expecting much because I'm like, dude, what are you showing me? You know, <laughs> show me something on YouTube. He showed me something on YouTube. And you know that of course the compression is pretty bad on YouTube, right? Yeah. But I was like, dude, what are you showing me? I'm trying to show you how good my system is. What why are you showing me this black and white video of this dude? This dude. What hey, is this he a, he's wearing a Rolex though, Joe. You're he's like wearing the Rolex, so you gotta trust him. Yeah. Um he's in front so, of dude. <laughs> you guys should really check this out. You know, a lot of times Sean will say, You guys gotta check this out. And you know, sometimes it's all right, but nah. <laughs> this one, this one's legit. Is that what you're saying? This one is legit, bro. All right. So this one. When, uh, when he holds that note. Oh yeah. Ah, oh, dude, dude. I'm telling funny. you guys. Like sometimes I find some cool stuff, and like it's I, I get it. It's on YouTube, so you know. Okay, so here's what it is, right? This dude's playing this mug, and he's just you know I guess you can do super low bass notes with that thing. Oh yeah. Is yeah. that what it is? Mm-hmm. So he's just playing these bass notes and just holding it. But it's music. It's musical. It's not like just pressing keys. It actually sounds like a good tune. Yeah, you can you can either search that or uh, where's the where, what did I do with that? What did I do with the here it is? Um, yeah, this guy this guy knows what he's doing. I've watched some other videos of his. Like his stuff is crazy, dude. There's all this bass. You know, and he's just he's just got this blunt and he's just getting high and he's just he looks like he's having a good time with it. I oh. it makes me wonder what well, here's what I wonder when he's messing around with that in that studio, is are those subs shaking like it was I do the theater? Like I wonder. I don't know what you know, they're using the monitor out of those, you know what I'm saying? Like it's hard. Weird. like Yeah, are you kidding me? And those are just like, like, what? I just, a friend of mine sent me that video. I was like, what is this? You know, and then I was just like, whoa, I got to play this at home. I played it at home. I was like, oh, shit. 
then when you were like, hey, check this out, I'm like, okay, hold on, I got something new for you. And then that was like, awesome. uh, yeah. Uh, uh have you seen the news, the song that will take 639 years to complete? I hope not. I definitely have to listen to it or making it. I don't know. That's what I guess that's what it uh, that doesn't sound fun. No. Either way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'd rather listen to a few other tracks. Um yeah, so I did I did uh all night or the other night calibrating the Odyssey system in my living room. Mm-hmm. Just because the HTP one with Dirac sounded so good. Uh, specifically when it comes to the timing part, right? Because I can get the tonality very similar with the two, right? I'm running Magic Beans and getting the target curves for both. So the experience tonality-wise, you know, it's pretty similar. But um, Derek is so good at the time alignment part. And I'm like, man, I wonder if I could do this manually. So I ended up doing that and spending all night trying to figure out how to do it. And so what I did was not a... Well, it was a binaural thing because I was experimenting with something else, but I was really trying to do um, <clears throat> what's it called? Impulse response mm-hmm. alignment. So I did use our toolkit that came in super handy because how else would I play impulse responses to height speakers? I know I, I think somebody had made some some sweeps that you could download where you can play it. But I needed specifically like impulse response, and I didn't know that if those did that, you need the timing reference, and then it does a sweep. Mm-hmm. And basically, what you can do from there is, I, I can record. This is what I did. I was playing the test tones from the toolkit and recording every speaker, right? And then from the recording, you can actually just uh, import those into REW from a recorded wave file. Um. So yeah, um, UK spawn asked, can't you do an REW? You can only do 7.1. You can't do height channels. So I have yeah. height channels in there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I did that, loaded all the impulse responses into REW. And from there, you can actually take a look and make sure that the impulse response, meaning where the initial rises, you can align them. So everything is time aligned perfectly. I, I chose to align around two kilohertz because you can kind of optimize certain areas and kind of zoom in. And so I wanted to make sure that that uh, I was aligned. And dude, it gets pretty close to the sound of what Dirac is doing, except I can't do full range phase alignment. So if I had all the same speakers and I, I uh, do the impulse response time alignment, for the most part, they're all going to stay phase aligned for the most part. You know, the room could mess things up but because i don't you know i have all different speakers that means that there's going to be certain areas where they are phase aligned and certain areas where they kind of get out of whack <coughs> excuse me and so that's what dirac is able to do is it's able to keep them phase aligned even if you have different speakers and if your room is doing weird things to them and what that does is it makes it sound like everything is timelined at all the frequencies Right. There might be some frequencies in my system on the Denon system where everything is time aligned, everything sounds good, everything's in phase. Most important is really the base area. You don't want those areas to cancel. But when everything is time aligned and phase aligned, 
man, like imaging, that's when you get really good imaging between things, right? Um, it's all aligned. When it's all time aligned and phase aligned and, and frequency aligned. response, every, you know, all these things. But yeah, dude, stuff sounds awesome. I played all the typical demos, a maze demo and the leaf demo and the, some of your demo tracks. And it's like, man, the living room is not ideal. I finished another Admiral's mix. Oh, you did? The Dual Lipa. You know what happened? I had to use my old computer. Really? Yeah. Because this one kept crashing. There's something I don't know. It doesn't like that that project. I don't know. What is uh, Bodhi asked? What is an impulse response? Um, impulse response is is kind of a theoretical thing, in that. Imagine a sweep, right? You've all heard the sweep that uh, Odyssey or Dirac, and it goes, right? So it's playing all the frequencies over a span of time, and so you can hear it. An impulse response would hypothetically be all of those tones played instantaneously, Ooh. right? If you could make it all happen in one split second, all you hear is like, right? And so a measurement of that would just show one peak up, one spike uh, upward, right? And if your speaker is out of phase, like one of my speakers uh, measured out of phase, even though I don't think it actually was, it's maybe like a reflection happening um, where the impulse response, instead of going up, it goes down, right? So basically, I have to actually switch the polarity on those speakers. But anyway... Impulse response is basically that, just an instantaneous tone that plays all the frequencies. Um, and it tells you a lot about the characteristics of the speaker and the and the room and the reverberation time. Um, yeah, you can do time alignment using that, right? So that's basically what it is. I don't I don't know. Um, I don't like to talk about things that I don't know extremely well. And I wouldn't say I'm an expert when it comes to impulse response. I mean, I was just messing around with it. Yeah. Yeah. And you got the timing, you got the timing and the phase correct. And now the upstairs system is sounding pretty good, huh? I, I would really encourage everyone to try to learn some something about impulse response. And if you're doing time alignment, I would recommend trying that. If you're if you have direct, you don't have to learn about it. <laughs> Because it does it, it does it properly. But for some reason, I ran the timing with Odyssey, and I assume that it did a pretty good job. I've always said I think it does a pretty good job of uh, delay and levels. But after running it manually and really dying it, dialing it into like you know the millisecond, like point zero one millisecond, mm -hmm. it really sounds like very cohesive. Right when stuff pans around, like you really, people talk about a bubble, that bubble of sound. Yeah, you feel like you're in that bubble, right? When something happens over here, it's not like oh, I I hear something from the right. You you kind of hear it more in like oh, I I hear it right here, mm -hmm. right? So it's interesting. I would recommend people do that. And also, uh, you know, we have tests to do the, your manual uh, level level matching. I did it binaurally, which I think is actually the best possible way, but I'll probably make a, a video about that in the future. How to do binaural level matching. I think it's the right way to do it. And the reason being 
Yeah, like it, let's say if there's a speaker directly to the left of me, right? My surround speaker is actually right there, and my right surround is there. If I put a mic in space, it doesn't have the same effect as my head being in the way. Yeah. yeah. Right? So what this ear hears, I hear the sound boom, and the sound that gets to the other ear is not really it's blocked a lot, right? This dome is in the way. So what I hear is the reflection off that wall coming back and then it hits my ear. Right? That's that's what happens. Right. So as far as levels, the level should probably be based on what this ear hears. But a mic in space is not exactly the same. What you about know what I mean? That has the two ears, and it's just the bar and the two ears. Oh, uh, I think that's for headphone measurements. Mm. I don't know that it would work for this binaural level matching because you need like a head in the way. You need the dummy oh, head. head shadowing, right? Mm -hmm. Head shadow effect. So you do need occlusion. But yeah, it's it's interesting. I think that that binaural level matching is the way to go. Because like my big old ears, right? The mics sit here. And so when it goes to level match the rear speakers, it's being blocked, right? Mm. By my ears. Like so my what I hear is and the, and the top it, of your seats too, right? And the well, not in the living room, the, the oh, seat back. Okay. But uh my ears being in the way makes it so that the rear should be turned up a little bit more than what a mic would pick up. A mic doesn't have ears, right? It's just a, a thing. A mic, yeah. But once you put something kind of in the way, then that blocks some of the sound. So uh, anyway, maybe I'll make a video about that pretty soon. I'm still working on the website, making a nice website for Magic Beans. Dude, I want, I'm excited to uh, review some of the stuff that we have. What's up? <sighs> Well, the one that we can't talk about, I guess. I don't know what the oh that thing. have you opened have you it? Yet? The the one we were messing around with the other day. Yeah. No. What is that? Twenty second. Twenty second. Oh, in a few days. In a few days. Okay. Um, but I, you know which one I do have? I have the Weem. Mm -hmm. The Weem amp. The Weem. How is it? Uh, oh, yeah, got that right. I haven't opened it. I haven't opened it. Yeah. Yeah, the Weem app, and then they sent me their pro streamer. I think that thing is going to be cool, man. Yeah. Yeah. I just, mean, yeah, yeah. You know what annoys me sometimes is you get these streaming devices, and they don't support every single platform, right? So, okay, I have Kobas. All right, a lot of times I'll have Kobas. But I also use YouTube Music. Rarely will I find something that uses both, right? If you have Spotify, then you're pretty pretty good. Pretty much everything handles Spotify. You know. So yeah, a lot of the hi-fi things have like Spotify Connect. It's not like Spotify's, it's kind of this weird like dual situation. Kobas is cool, but like sometimes like it takes a, a little while for new music to show up on there, especially my kind of music. You know, like that John Summit track wasn't on when it mm -hmm. released, it was on title. And Spotify before it was on Kobas. Mm -hmm. So there's that. You know, uh, I have that gorgeous, gorgeous 15 inch display of that. You know, I when I got the Hi Fi Rose 150, I, I did not watch anything on TV for like a good week. I was just listening to music the whole time. Yeah. Cool. That's pretty cool. It's, I, I like those kinds of devices where it's just like, oh man, I get to listen to music. I gotta, I gotta, you know, I gotta yeah. listen to more music. I think that's kind of cool. How many months away are we from being able to buy Magic Beans? 
What do you think, Shauna? What is it? You know me. Five. What, what would be your guess? Huh? Five? No. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping like next week, bro. We get, we get... Come on. That's what I need. I need I need to happen next week. We needed it last week, bro. Come on. I, you needed it. We, people wanted it like six months ago, dude. Yeah, I know. I know. Hurry up, man. We need to, we need to promote. We need to promote. Uh, we need to make some videos. We need to make some promotions and make some videos and. Well, we've been using it. You have it on your system, so that's all that matters, right? Download it. You get to use it. I get to use it, and that's all that matters. (laughs) (laughs) Suckers. Um, I did did make a video on how to import the filters into a Denon. It's just not the same, though, when you have the multi-QX. Oh, when you can just... just, Yeah, it's so much easier. um, I have a YPOW. I got to bring that in. Sony. Somebody asked me to do something with the Sony receiver. I forget what it was, but I'll have to bring that. Only do it if you want to. You know what I mean? Because I don't think you you don't seem excited to do those things. Well, it's just a lot of it's just a lot of work. It's you get this look on your face when I know you don't want to do something. You're like, uh, you're like, I gotta get the, I gotta get the thing out of Yamaha. I gotta get the Yamaha. You know, like you're not pumped to do that. No, anything with the, the Yamaha in it, I don't, <laughs> I don't want to do anything. Um, well, the other problem is well, my main issue, and I found I found a I don't want to move the cables around and I don't want to take the denon out of there. You know what I mean? So like I found um I found uh some tubes that'll allow me Series to them? huh. A series of tubes? No, not that kind of okay. thing. Okay. All it's right. uh, it's I can take two uh, speaker cables with uh, banana plugs and just put them together. Because I don't want to move any... Because I have all the speaker wire taped down and I don't mm. want to move it to a different place. So I found a way I can just add those little extensions to go to a new AVR to do the magic beans. So, so I've, I have like stuff mm-hmm. that... Um, you know, I just have to do it. And it's been, uh, it's been kind of, there's a lot of stuff happening. I mean, it's, we're in the like, what, six week of August. Uh, I'm sorry, 2024. And uh, there's a lot of shit happened in the last like month and a half. And a lot of shit keeps more, more and more shit keeps happening. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to go to that, that Atmos mixing situation. Cause all my boys are there. Alex, mm-hmm. Alex from Alex pro mix. Nick Reeves is there. All the big Atmos mixers are there. Um, so I, I need to get... So that's in March. So my other videos, I'm, I'm going to talk to them a little bit more about, you know, helicopters and all that kind of stuff. And, mm-hmm. uh, and you know... Been staying busy. Oh, yeah. Well, there too, there's just so much. Uh, I have the body stop. Atmos mix is almost done. I, I just... I need to get into a studio. And, and I have a studio in mind. I just got to see how much they cost. They rent out their Atmos room by the hour. There's no minimum, so that's good. But I wanted to have another, I, you know, I didn't just want to get it for an hour and I only use it for like 20 minutes. Just be like, okay, it's cool. Yeah. You know, <clears throat> um, so I did the Dua Lipa Houdini, you know, uh, track. I did as much as I could. There's not a whole lot of stuff you can do in like, a, but she has this, there's this percussion loop in there. Mm-hmm. So I have it go. Mm-hmm. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah, boom. you know what's crazy? 
you know what's crazy? It's like you have an Atmos setup right there with your AVR. Yeah. But you can't you can't get the sound to all the channels with your computer. So you have a computer, you have HDMI. Yeah. You have you have everything you need, but for some reason, you can't use that system. Yeah. Like what is that? That doesn't make any sense, right? I think if you had a I think if you had a PC instead of a Mac, mm-hmm. they have that Dolby Access app. That allows you to, you know, decode the signal on the PC, send it out through through uh, HDMI, but it's just about, uh, you know, Apple just trying to keep a hold on everything. I, I think that's well, pretty much it. I also don't have the surround back, and so I'm I'm purposefully putting sounds in the surround back. Uh, right, like, like the chords are, are you know stereo front and left. There's four chords. It'll go done, and then it'll go front height, left and right, and then it'll go rear height, left and right for the third chord, and then the fourth chord will be behind you. And, and in my five one four, it sounds oh kind of the same, but not like a hundred percent exactly mm-hmm. what I programmed. You know, so so there's that. Well, you, can't, you can't get back. You know, sounds coming from the rear. There's no speakers in the. Exactly. Mind you, like it's just gonna come from science, somebody, right? somebody said something about Dirac art. Okay, let's 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 get into some of these. Here. Joe, is Magic Beans gonna have active room treatment like Dirac? And like look, guys. Look. I look, look, look at his face. Look at his face. <laughs> Looking at I it. am the what commander. What am I looking at? All right. <laughs> look at this face. Uh, so look, uh, if I, so when I, when I heard Dirac art, like it made the movements of the sounds fuzzy, right? Essentially. I know exactly where the sounds are moving. I may, I made the sounds go to those speakers, but instead of it being a pinpoint, like thwack, right? I have the drums in that um, eat sleep track. These uh, percussive drums are going diagonals and they're going, they're swapping diagonals, right? That's how I made them move. And instead of being like a pinpointed thing, it's just kind of over here and kind of over here. And then it switches again and it's kind of in these areas, but not as pinpoint direct as I program them. So I know companies need to like work on stuff and make something for you to buy in the next year or two. But like, there's a point where we just need to stop this bullshit and just understand that we don't need that. You don't need that. If, if, especially if these, these guys are screaming out artistic intent, director's intent, artist intent, my intent was that shit to boom, go mm-hmm. right there. And mm-hmm. then go right there. Not Mess kind, of old experience. kind of over there. You're fucking up my shit. <laughs> right like you're you're messing my stuff up stop messing my stuff up because of this technology if I hear that system would i be like oh this guy doesn't know how to mix an atmos yeah exactly, exactly. direct arts make me look bad <laughs> my atmos mix sounds worse in direct art and funny uh, that was a two hundred forty thousand dollar home theater over there at uh uh audio advice live and yeah, we gotta we gotta say though, a lot of times those rooms they they may not have gotten everything in time, and they were rushing. Of, you you don't know. I know. It's I know. Always I, a that, tricky thing, right? Matt from Storm Audio, that guy, he was sweating when I came to talk. He was sweating because they had like there was a delivery that got delivered to New York instead of 
North Carolina. Somebody had to drive <laughs> all the stuff. Yeah, dude, those, was, those I, I, understand. I understand. They're, 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 probably, they're probably looking at it that night like, oh, crap, we didn't even have it on. You know what I mean? Like, it's one of those things you go like, oh, man, my settings were wrong the whole day. <laughs> we only had ten, 10 minutes to set this up. Yeah. Yeah, you know, uh, I think I, I've, I beta, te- beta tested art, and it works. It definitely works. But I think it's one of those things also, if you have it set too high, so you can set uh, a point where the speakers support one another, right? And if you set it too high to the point where you can localize the sound that's that's using to assist that, right? So let's say that uh, the speaker over here is trying to make it so that it cancels the reflections over there. At a certain point, I'd be like, why is there sound over there, right? It's only supposed to be coming from over there. Um, this one's there to support, right? So if you put the frequency up too high, there can be some issues like you're talking about where it's kind of like fuzzy, right? Because you're hearing sounds that you're not supposed to hear from locations that they're not supposed to be. Right. Um, so that's something I think they they're gonna have to mess with. I'm I haven't seen the final version of how it looks on Storm or how it's gonna look when it comes out for you know other consumer systems. Um, maybe they've resolved that and maybe they've limited stuff so that it doesn't sound bad. And if you you know when I was beta testing it, I could make it sound as bad as I wanted it to. Right. It's up to my settings. To determine, but I think they're probably limited the ability of somebody to mess it up. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, but yeah. Uh, it, so, so Magic Beans is not going to be like art at all. It's only there to do one specific thing, which is give you the target curve, tell you what target curve you're supposed to use. That's yeah. it. You know, if you have Dirac art, you spent all this money, maybe you got a Storm audio processor. At the end, it's still going to ask you the same thing. All right, we did all the calibration. You know, the speakers are going to support one another. You're going to be able to cancel out reflections, make it sound like you have actual room treatment. What's your target curve? And you're like, huh? Come again? You're like, you're like, isn't that what you're supposed to do? Like, isn't that the point of this auto calibration? Like, you tell me, what is my target curve? Well, it doesn't, it doesn't, I don't think it knows, right? They may disagree. Dirac may disagree, but. I think that they don't know because they don't know exactly what the speaker by itself is doing. Mm-hmm. That's the that's the main issue. You know. Mm-hmm. What else we got here? Let's, Let's go. Here. Let's go to some quick ones. AA uh, just bought the Sony's for work. Shauna and get them in a couple days. Uh, they got dual connection, new tech. Yeah, that's right. You you can uh, connect it via Bluetooth and via their dongle. Uh, let's see. How do the new SVS speakers sound to you, Chana? I could not. I could not get a proper anything at CES. So, I I can't. I I'd be lying to you if I said they sounded awesome or they sounded like garbage because I couldn't. There was too much going on. Too much audio bleed. Audio bleed. That's not, that's my new term <laughs> from all the other booths because they're on the main show floor. Um, they there were at the audio. Um, the Florida Audio Expo. Oh, did you see that video I posted, Joe, on my story? Uh, yeah. Dude. It was Kanga. Kanga was there. He's like, "Hey, do you oh, have a nice good job, Kanga?" Yeah. <laughs> so that's that's what it was from, um, which is cool. And since and the, he still had that thumb drive, I guess that I gave him. <laughs> very cool. Yeah, that's very so, cool. Um, 
they are also SVS is also going to be um, having that set up over at what is it uh, Schaumburg uh, Exponent. Oh, Exponent. Yeah, so they they should have that there at Expona. So I'll be able to hear it at Expona. I'll take a binaural demo. Hopefully, you can get like some two channel stuff going on uh, for that. Okay, dude, I still want to do the the comparison in your system with six height channels versus versus four, and then moving them around to different places. I still want to do that. Yeah, but I mean that's that's the thing. I got a giant stupid bed here. There's no. It's, it's just it's just weird. It's there's. I don't mean, have speaker on a stick, so how, I can't do it. Dude, need speaker on a stick to be able to. I need some more sticks. I need to buy more sticks. You just need two more sticks. Yeah, two more. That's sticks. a question though. I think you can help a lot of people with like, where's where's the optimal place to put your height speakers, mm-hmm. and it could be different answers for different people. And is six I will, I height speakers way better than four? Uh, you know, all these things. Like, I think I we think could what test. What I have to do is I'd have to make the main listening position like almost at the foot of the bed so that the height speakers are even in the room. You know what I mean? So that this is going to be, I'm pointing at the thing, you can't see it, but essentially like if mm-hmm. the room right now, my main listening position is that one bottom part of the, you know, one back part of the room. If we're doing two, four, and yeah, six, that's rough. That's a rough spot. I should change the, the main listening position to right above the middles. So we have two here, two in the middle and two at the end. And I hear you. Yeah. So, yeah, I'll put that on my long list of things to do. Yeah, I also got to like you know. Although it was a speaker you know, on a stick, how, how hard is that to bring? We uh, can bring it over here. Yeah, we could do that. Oh, but then I'd have to drive like two hours. Nah. Yeah, but um, what what's what was I gonna say? Oh, I was like, I was I was doing I was reviewing these right, and so what does that mean? That means I got to play some video games and stuff. My mom saw me in here. And then a couple hours later, she comes in. She's like, you're still playing that game? I'm like, I'm reviewing these headphones. She's like, you're just playing the game. I'm like, yeah, I'm listening to music and playing the game and seeing how the speakers react. <laughs> so I did get I did get a little relaxation time in, while, while, you know, doing that. So that, that was fun. Ooh, we've got some good questions over here. I can't wait to answer them. Uh, would it be better? Well, should we start at the top or? Yeah, no? let's just knock them out. All right, well, hold on. Is macaque supported? Let's just get that out of the way. No. <laughs> no. Uh, you know macaque what? If you're Pioneer or Integra, if it has a uh, an ability to somehow import some kind of curve or import PEQs, that's going to be your option for that. You know, if you if you have to use graphic EQ, that's not as good, but we can export to that also. So it's just a matter of being able to import your own EQ. Yeah. I, okay. If you hear the squeaking, that's my chair squeaking. People, Tim's always thinking that like I'm farting over here. Yeah, it's not the case. The chair is squeaking when I go. Yeah. Hey, I got kids. I got kids. I'm not embarrassed of that. Yeah. If, if that's what happens, it happens. But I do. You know. Uh, sup, players? Tell us What's more up? about the moving Michael method. <laughs> yeah. Just so it's it's Mike, like M I C, just so you know, uh, like this thing. Moving mic method is is it strictly proximity adjustment now, or do you still move it vertically as well? It's it's this, it's this, not this, right, Joe? It's not this anymore. Yeah, just this forward and back. Who's that? Remy, Remy's in the house. Hi, Remy. 
<laughs> yeah. So what is the movement? The movement is uh, on axis. Uh, you know, typically at the tweeter or maybe somewhere between the tweeter and the mid range, starting at 0.5 meters, so about a foot and a half, to one meter, so three feet back. So that keeps you within within the uh, the near field or direct sound of that speaker. I'm doing but it. But right. it also takes into account if your speaker doesn't integrate properly from a foot and a half. Let's say if you have a real tall speaker and you have a bunch of drivers, then you may have to be further back. So the fact that we're taking a moving mic average. So for those who don't know, it's not a sweep that we're using. It's a it's pink noise, which is playing the sounds continuously. And as you're moving back, yeah, it's that sound. And as you're moving the mic straight back, um, you're getting kind of an average of what that speaker is doing in front of it. And also if you're, for some reason, if your mic is in a null, it'll at least give it a chance to fill in those nulls as you move the mic backwards. But I've compared the that, me uh, that method to some of the measurements from a Clipple, and I'm happy. I think it's a great point of uh, starting point for correction, right? It's not a replacement for a Clipple. I'm not claiming that this is the best, most accurate on-axis anechoic response. It's not that, but it's close enough to where I feel comfortable correcting from that. You know, it's way better than what the other guys are doing with a mic at the main listening position. Yeah. Right? Look at how far that is away. Now you're, when you're over, let's say six feet away from the speaker, the speaker's already interacted with the room, all the reflections. How you don't know anything about that speaker anymore. You only know about what the speaker and the room are doing together. Um, you know, I'm sure maybe the guys at, at oh. Derek or some of the other guys might disagree, but yeah. There so essentially, if my camera was the speaker, uh -huh. we, we just move it back. We play in the mm -hmm. pig and we move it back. Right? Mm -hmm. We lean back. Lean, lean back. Yeah. And the, the, the results are very consistent, too. That's what I'm happy with. Results. That's what we want. Consistent results. And then you just keep doing that for every speaker. Now, at the main listening position, what are we doing? We're still doing this at the main listening position, though, right? Yeah, we're just doing a circle to kind of take account for like where your ears probably are. If you kind of go forward, you don't have to be so specific at the main listening position. Right, because, you know, if you... <laughs> what are we talking about? We're talking about speakers again. <laughs> Is this interesting? No. No? A little bit? No. Super no. interesting? <laughs> Not at all. What do you want to talk about then? Should we talk about Streets of Rage? Yes. Yeah? Streets of Rage 4? Yeah. Who's the best character on Streets of Rage 4? Who's your favorite character? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Is Chana good at Streets of Rage 4 or not so good? He don't play that much. Yeah? Well, he played last time he was here, right? I'm not good. That's all. No? No. Yeah. Okay. Oh, well, Talking about what else you got? All right, here would it be better uh, to use REW and adjust a subwoofer and then run Odyssey or Odyssey first and adjust the subwoofer? Um, this, uh, um, I what I would do is, um, hmm, it's kind of it's kind of tough, that's kind of tough because I use REW first because I'm using a mini DSP. Mm -hmm. Okay, and so, so if you're not using 
Huh? Right. If you're if you're not doing all that fancy schmancy stuff, that okay. So no, just no mini and REW. Just R, just those two. Which would which one would you do first? Let's say mm. if I had to do it here, because I don't have all your fancy schmancy stuff. I got my Denon, and I got I got two subs. What am I doing mm. first? It's kind of weird though, because if you apply any type of EQ, and you and then you run Odyssey, Odyssey is just gonna. Undo everything you did. You did anyway. How about if so? Then would you want to just turn your subwoofers off? Use REW and then have no, no, because then you could have Odyssey run everything, assuming mm-hmm. you didn't have any subwoofers, and then you just go in and then cut off all the um, you know, use a crossover, and then you would have yeah. all the timing and the level should be okay, right? So here's the answer, Gabe. And the answer is that it's different because when I run MultiQX in Odyssey, I'm choosing to ignore all the measurements that it takes. I'm only using MultiQX to enter in my PEQ settings and my curves and my filters into the AVR. So I'm not using Odyssey really at all. Right? I'm I'm in- disabling all of whatever it's doing. Um. So, you know, basically I would EQ the subs and then tell MultiQX what I want the EQ to be. Right? And then I may I may use Odyssey's uh time alignment, but now that I found that I can do a much better job, I'll probably do that manually also. So, yeah. I'm not really using Odyssey in the same way. So Bodhi says, can't you tell Odyssey to ignore the low frequencies? E, yeah, you can you can pretty much tell to do what, whatever you want. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what the I don't know how to answer that exactly mm-hmm. because it really depends on what your setup is, right? Depending on your setup, you may want to run REW before, you may want to run it after. I need to know more details about your system. So if you can do that, and I'll I'll try to do a better job of answering that more specifically. Yeah. Right, Ram? <laughs> She's like, stop talking about this. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what do you do think you- of speaker companies that don't have published frequency responses? Mm-hmm. I mean, they also truth or truth. What is the, what is the truth? What do you think, Chana? What do I think? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's. Very if we were talking on the phone and nobody was watching. What would you say about that? Would you care? Well, what's the real deal? Don't don't try to perform in front of these folks here. <laughs> Tell the truth. It, what do you, what do you think of speaker companies that don't have published frequency responses? That means they made a shit speaker. That's what, that's what that means. And they don't want people to know. And so somebody else has to go measure that shit. And they're going to be like, man, this is a shit speaker. No wonder they didn't they didn't publish the frequency response. It's pretty. Straightforward, or they think they made an awesome speaker and it looks fancy and it looks amazing and it sounds okay. They're not, I mean, measured awesome, wouldn't you want to show it? Or are they are they gonna be like that stuff doesn't matter anyway? They're measuring with their ears. Let's go, it doesn't doesn't matter. Yeah, I mean, come on. It's uh <laughs> it's too late for this sort of stuff, man. I mean, I'm telling you, it's 2024. I really I really, I really believe nowadays 2024 you if you're not 
some, if you don't have some understanding of measurements at this point, we've been talking about it for years now. You know, Aaron's doing all these measurements with a clipple. There's data that that backs up why you should be using the stuff. I don't know why we have to keep repeating it every single week. You know what I mean? You guys, I mean, just start listening. If you're somebody who doesn't believe in that, I don't know what to tell you, man. I don't know what to tell you because it's helpful. We're not doing this because we love measurements. We we so love it. You, you, what happened with? Uh, yeah, I was like, nah, man, I don't measure anything. I just I play these like four tracks, and then I can get an idea of like what the speaker's doing, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they're the same four tracks. And what'd you say? Like even a year after we we knew each other, you're like, uh. Okay, so Chana, you got these speakers in. I know what songs you played. You played this, you played that, uh-huh. you played Florence, you played this. I was like, yeah, that's exactly what I did, you know, because that's. But that's, that's flawed, right? It like, is. I think we we've proven that that's flawed because you recently uh, did some EQ stuff, like testing stuff, and the trouble was measurably super hot, right? Yeah, super hot. Did you detect that immediately when you played Florence and Machine? Where you're like, oh man, this is no, I crazy. didn't. No, I didn't. Because it's hard to tell, right? It's hard. Your our ears are so adaptable, right? At a certain point, if you listen to a system long enough, you're like, I think that sounds right. Yeah, that's about right. Yeah. Until you go back to another system, like, hold on a second. How come there's something wrong here? There's a discrepancy. Yeah. I mean, I'm. It happens to me, you guys. Like, I'm. I'm not pretending like I'm somebody who never makes mistakes. The bass in my living room system. I was telling you, Chana was super hot right yeah like because i measured incorrectly or i don't know what i did wrong maybe uh maybe i used an early version of magic beans and had something was messed up on it right the bass is super hot and you know i didn't realize until i actually fixed it and i'm like damn i wonder i didn't really like to listen to this thing the bass was wrong right it was wrong when i and and yeah, yeah, you you were there. Remember when we were playing that one track? Um, which one? Uh, was it? Doing it right? Oh, doing it right. Yeah, right. There's this bass that hits at uh, the 42nd mark, and it's just like it's a it's a high frequency bass. It's not like super low bass. Like, do, do, do. and when we play it on the system, I'm like, I don't really hear that. Right? I don't hear what's what, what's happening here. But we just got back from the Meyer sound system where we did hear that and i'm like dude that thing was hitting me in the chest that same part what's happening here banking me all over right fantastic well it turns out it turns out this is what i'm saying i ran uh odyssey's automatic time and level right so i didn't let it do frequency response i just let it do time and level right which means that it should be able to at least time align my subs to my main speakers, right? What's actually happening is, I don't know if they, maybe they time aligned it, but the phase wasn't aligned. So I was actually getting cancellation, right? So they were canceling each other out when that bass note was hitting. Yeah, that's not good. So anyway, my point being 2024 measurements, you know, it helps you. It helps you because so They'll show you when you're making mistakes because we're we're all we're all very capable of making silly dumb mistakes. Right. I, I made a mistake with my subwoofer. I had a, the wrong thing and then ran Durac and I was like, oh, that's okay. Well, mm-hmm. I thought it was great, but then I was like, it was only okay. Scruff says no speaker response. Posted the speakers are catered to 
The masses and the masses don't care. Good point. Um, James says it's good to repeat for newbies. Um, you know, because they oh might yeah, be. yeah, yeah. So we we'll continue repeating it. We'll yeah. com- continue to repeat the importance of. I would say the importance of understanding measurements, because <clears throat> I don't want to. I don't want to take away from the importance of listening, right? Because sometimes, sometimes I'll I'll spend more time measuring this thing than actually listening to the thing. Mm-hmm. But what I find is once you do have it dialed in, it Man. makes you want to listen to that system, right? Before, like I didn't want to listen there, and I was like, ah, maybe I'm just busy. Maybe I just want to listen in the home theater downstairs. But actually. I wouldn't admit that it just didn't sound that good. Like the bass was too much. And that's one that's tricky because typically like Floyd tool says bass too much bass is the forgivable, forgivable sin. And it's one of those things like, yeah, too much of bases. There's a, eventually there's a point where there's too much bass where dialogue doesn't sound good enough. Right? Like you're trying to listen to a movie and you're like, I want to turn it up, but I know what's going to happen if something like explodes. See ya. You know what I mean? Hi, Rami. You, yeah. you want to turn it up, but dude, one explosion, you're like, oh, dude, too too much. Turn it down. But once it's all set up, those explosions still sound impressive, and you still hear the voices. What else? I started eating gummy bears because because what's her name? Because Rami was eating. Yeah. Himalayan sea salt. These are so good. Himalayan salted dark chocolate almonds. Oh, chocolate almonds. Giddy up. Oh, let's go. All right. Um, I'm looking forward to Magic Beans and a video tutorial for, for Dirac Live. Oh. All right. Well, Joe knows what he's got to do now. All right. It's all in here. You guys can't look at this. <laughs> Don't do it. Of all the stuff I got to do. Um, what do you think to time align by measure one then two then both together then add virtual delay in rew to get two separate to look like the together measurement giving you a delay value not 100 percent sure what I'm not talking to you, UK Spawn. <laughs> Let's go to a lighthearted comment. Listen to a home theater uh, system on Saturday. Full Martin Logan 9.1.6. He used all Martin Logan center channel as his Atmos. The thing kicked. Thoughts on using center channels as Atmos? I would imagine that's some sort of MTM, right? I got to read this on. Listen to home theater. Full Martin Logan. He's all. <clears throat> okay, so yeah, all MTMs, I would assume, also. Thin kick. Thoughts on using center channels as Atmos? I mean, the problem with center channels is um, the vertical off-axis response, right? So horizontally, it's gonna be it's gonna be good. Mm, I don't I don't know if it's better than the two-way. When it comes to horizontal off-axis response, when you have the speakers, you know, long ways vertically, right? But I think the the key, and Chana's talked about this before, is when you have all the same speakers, right? Dude, that's magical, right? Yeah, yeah. There's a thing when you have all the same speakers, and I think it's what I mentioned earlier 
how when you do impulse response alignment, meaning the sound arrives at the speakers, the signal comes out of the speakers at the same time, and they hit your ears at the same time, right? Okay, so that's one aspect. But remember I told you, if you have different speakers, maybe the phase alignment, let's say their crossover is different, so the phase will change at the crossover point. Or there's something about it that's, you know, something can change the, the phase response of that speaker. Well, if you have all the same exact speaker, for the most part, the room's going to influence it. But for the most part, the phase should be aligned with all the speakers. Yep. And yep. What, I don't know. How, how do you explain what happens? I don't know. What do you explain to somebody? Fully timbre match. You don't have to worry about that. You know? Mm -hmm. I think um, for Atmos speakers... I think just a single, like a concentric mid range oh. tweeter for, mm -hmm. for high channels is all you need. Mm -hmm. Right. We were yeah. talking about. Oh, 714 space. Let's talk about 714. Okay. We got 11 speakers, right? You've got how many sound waves coming off of each of those speakers? If they're two way speakers, you got 22. Mm -hmm. sources of sound dude that's a lot to deal with and you think your $400 AVR can auto group correction <laughs> well, how about this? Imagine, imagine if you had a stereo setup and the left speaker and the right speaker were different yeah yeah like it's not gonna be ideal yeah. and of course no, of I understand yeah. I understand that's a very hard thing to do, right? You 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 want to get some towers, you know, you know, and you know, as we've always said, like you know, try to get the same speaker from the same line, so they're all using the same materials and all mm -hmm. all that kind of nonsense. But like, took these little my little speaker on a stick speakers. You have if you have you know, and then just, they're not big, you know. I understand they're not fancy looking. But like dude, the Atmos, when I'm down to just eleven sources of sound waves, as opposed to twenty-two, where it's all the you know, uh, you know, tweeter mid-range, and then if you have a three-way or you know, woofers in your, you know, some people have towers for surrounds. Oh, I, I, I'm one of those people now. Thanks, Joe. Um, you know, that's, that's a lot of that's a lot of sound coming out, and you got to like tame, like. I think that's what I think that's what we really need, Joe. We just need we need a speaker for just, we just need a concentric speaker. For, for I Apple. wanted to make that. I was talking to somebody before about like possibly making that. I'm like, dude, I just want these monolith type of speakers, but bigger, yeah. you know, so you yeah. can handle a little bit more bass, more output. Me a joke. Huh? Yeah, bigger, bigger. Maybe a six yeah. and a half inch version and an eight inch just for whatever, you know? Right. You know? And then, I don't know whatever happened to that, you know, because I'm like, dude, that would be I'm down to put my name on it. I'll tell you what the measurements need to be. And then you you send it to me and like, we'll go back and forth and make this thing and I'll sign off on it. And then I'll review it. And and I don't care. I'll, I'll slam it. I don't garbage. care. Yeah. Like if it's garbage, dude, it's. Don't you know? I wouldn't even come out with it. I, I think that would be. I think that would be the ideal if it was just uh, concentric, maybe a six and a half with a one inch tweeter. You know, if you want to do eight, 
Aiden Fulford. Somebody can take this idea. Somebody can, since I'm not doing it. You know what yeah. I was thinking? Make it like a wedge shape. A wedge? Make it a wedge shape. But like a kind of a, uh, you know, kind of a wedge where, since it's concentric, think about this, right? Mm. You can mount it on the wall. Mm-hmm. And instead of, it, there's an angle baffle to it, right? But on you can the use them for left back. and right. Well, let's just say in the front, right? On the front, you can have them so they're at your wall, but also towed in slightly. Mm. Oh, I see. If you twist, twist it a little bit. You yeah. It. You put it sideways. Yeah. They're also angled in. And then let's say if you have it on the ceiling, well, you just turn it the other way. Now it's angled down, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you have to put the center a little too low, well, so you can angle turn it up. Angle up, you know, so... Yeah, I was thinking of a, something like that, or some way where on the on the back you could angle it different ways. I, I I really think it's it's really about fuck. I need to write these down as like video ideas. Um, <laughs> it's it's a it's about um a performance versus aesthetics and mm-hmm. other considerations of your room. Um, I I, I was so disappointed at that that 714 set up at Best Buy because the rear surround, the surround backs were up here and then ear level was the surround left. And then below ear level was the front left. I'm like, why is it in a sloped angle down and both of them, you know? So when I played my track, it's like, brr, brr. I'm like, that's shit supposed to be level all the way across. Why is it now at an angle? I'm like, this is, <laughs> you know, uh, like, did you really get upset? About yeah, it, but I was like, I was like really upset. I spent a full fucking month on that track, and this is what this is how you're hearing it. You're hearing it like ass. Like anybody that oh. come, I, I I'm gonna say this. Anybody that talks about direct artist intent, director's intent, and they have two levels of theater, they're not hearing it properly. That's it's just it's just the that's not how the mixer made it. They made it for you to listen to, and here we are. So you have to think about it. you're putting a home theater together. You wanted audio performance or video performance because those are two totally different things, right? Mm-hmm. And then, do you want it to look nice or do you want it to? It's 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 like me uh, putting you know slamming my car, putting twenty five inch rims on it, and like you know lowering it. It's or do I want it to go fast, mm-hmm. right? Do you want performance or aesthetics? That's 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 the juggle. That's the juggle. If you go for aesthetics, I'm going to be like, your shit's my shit's going to sound whack in your $200,000 home theater. Sorry. Yeah. I can't, can't, you can't, no matter how much technology there is, it won't change the fact that your speakers are on the wrong fucking area. That's it. That's it. Your, your elevated rear set around soundstage. Boom. Wrong place. Ear level. You have a trend off. Fantastic. You wasted some money on something that you thought you could do with it but it won't do it because the speaker just needs to be in the right place. That's it. Speaker just needs to be in the right place. So I think even they would admit that, right? Even with their, uh, on their manual, it says there on the trend off manual. I think it says somewhere there that like our remapping can do some pretty cool things, but try to put the speaker in the right place. Like there's a whole guide of where you should put the speakers. If it didn't matter whatsoever, then. Then why, why would the guy be there? Right. Right. Create a software that would move the location of the speaker if the speaker location wasn't an important thing, right? Like that's like yeah, why did they make they, that? I think they, they, they do the best with what they have. And I think the technology I haven't really heard one um to compare. So but I think it should work. 
Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's move on. What else we got? Let's go. Let's go. How would you import into EmoQ? Uh, we actually have an Emotiva export. I've never tried it. Um, but if we have access to the file format, then we just put the parametric EQ in the proper format. Does it work? I, I need to try it. That's what the purpose of the beta test is. The public beta will be for things like this and say like, all right. And if we get an email back or message back in Discord, like I have an Emotiva and I tried to do the import, didn't work. Okay. We got to figure it out. But for the common stuff, you know, anything with Dirac or Odyssey or uh, mini DSP, HTP1, anything that we've tested uh, already works, you know. Mm -hmm. What else? Okay, quick one 800 for a slightly used SB4000, a good deal. 800? SB4000, 1800. It's a pretty good deal. I would say $1,000 off. And yeah. you know what's great about SVS is I think they just they take care of you, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I feel like if something happened to that thing, they'll be like, "Ah, we'll we'll we'll, we'll take good care of you. We'll we'll figure it out for you." You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. yeah. They're just like that. I, I I don't even know what their exact policy is, but I feel like if you just call them and told them what the deal was, they just they seem like that type of company. They'll just take care of you. I don't know if we'll that. I don't think that was that used one was from SVS. Oh, or, or or are you saying even if he bought it secondhand from somebody else, SVS will take care of it if something goes wrong? Is that what you're saying? I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm. I don't want to speak for SVS, but from what I've heard from other people, they just seem like, dude. Even if it's not like, hey, we're gonna fix it for free. If it's like, dude, we'll get you a new one and we'll discount it in this, you know, certain amount. In some way, they're gonna make sure that you're happy, and you're taking right. They're 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 good dudes over there. Good dudes. Can I purchase a section of the Spatial CD digital version? I am using a Pioneer VSLX 9.2 system. Just starting out, Richard. Um, I don't think so. Can I purchase? Um, you know, oh, we have Sat Go that we didn't really like launch super hard because, yeah. We have a lossy version of that on uh, what is it called? Artist Connection. Artist Connection, yeah. Mm -hmm. How much is that? So if you go to Artist Connection, there's a uh, one called SatGo, which is a uh, less expensive lossy digital uh, version. It has fewer test tracks on there. Yeah, but he only has nine point two. So um, artist, yeah. artist does what? Uh, that one does seven one four max. So I mean, Richard, Richard is. is you know, I'll, I'll be honest, like, what is it? A hundred, under a hundred bucks, you know, when there's a discount, depending on if, you know, how much you have to pay for shipping. But I bet you spent more on, on other stuff. You know, I'm not trying to tell you how to spend your money. <laughs> I'm not trying to tell you how to spend your money, but this is the hobby where things can get expensive real quick. Dude, I spent, I spent the same amount of our disc on, on a pair of khakis to go to this golf tournament this, this weekend. <laughs> So, you know, I might get more use out of the jacket. No, I won't. I won't. Everybody has different financial situations. So I'm not here trying to like, you know, eh. but it's not. I don't think our disc is like overly yeah. expensive for what you get if you, you use it. Right? If you just buy it and you put it on the desk and never touch it. Yeah, it's probably not worth it. <laughs> I mean, do you want don't, don't buy it if you're not going to use it? 
there's a yeah and and understand i know somebody got um upset that it wasn't a demo disc uh per se uh, so understand that there's some work you're gonna have to do you're gonna have to sit there and you're gonna do some shit right it's not like you just put the disc in your blu-ray player hit play and then all of a sudden it's done <laughs> you got you got it you got to do stuff and it's gonna take some time so it's also like that's also kind of like half the fun like i mean it that that timing section with the AV10 that I had to do 16 speakers, good God, that was a pain in the ass. But once I had it, holy shit! Like, dude, playing video games in there, Call of Duty, like with all this crazy stuff happening on 16 speakers, it was it's very satisfying to do something yourself, right? Maybe not. It's not maybe not for everybody, but like when you calibrate it and you know that you actually made it sound better, right? You're doing these timing tests, you're doing various tests, and you're like. I really made this thing sound better. And if you have a, a way to go through presets and go before and after, right? Mm-hmm. I think I think hey. you'll get your money's worth if if you use it. If you use it. So, so right now we have like a 10% off thing going. It, hey, how about we do this? Let's do it for 24 hours. Let's do a 15% off code. <gasps> we'll call it Rich 10 Rich 15 just for you, Richard. Okay? Rich Rich 15. I'm gonna do it. I'm making it right now. I'm making it wow. right now. Rich what a what a nice guy. You're a nice guy, you know that? <laughs> it's kind of a dick. Yeah, yeah, but you're overall you're how about this? You're a good guy. All you're right. a good dude. You're a good, guy, yeah. you're a good dude, but not always nice. No, no, I'm not. I'm very truthful, and that that's sometimes I'm like I'm like uh um what's his name? Jay-Z um at the uh Grammy. Uh, when I get nervous, I start speaking the truth. <laughs> So, all right. So, this will end. This will end tomorrow at midnight or eleven fifty nine. Rich fifteen, R I C H fifteen. You get fifteen percent off, and I just saved it. So go to, go to spatialcd.com. Get yours today. And if you miss this and you watch this later on, that's what you get for not being subscribed and hitting that notification bell and all that stuff. I mean, we're an hour and a half deep. I don't know. If, yeah. <laughs> hey, um. So. So would you say somebody was upset with the, the spatial toolkit because it didn't have demos? Yeah, 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 yeah. But you know, he's he's one of the longtime viewers. I guess he just uh, was uh, didn't know exactly what the disc was. So I was like, when you told me that, I was like, we've made tutorials about like all the things, and people have reviewed it. And they showed you all the sections. Yeah, the, the, we ever said that we do demos, but you you've given out demos for free. Yeah, I've given out right? like the stuff that you make. Yeah. You make it available. We have our Discord group, and you're like, "Here, download it." Yeah, like, so, like well, I mean, that's mainly because I can't, I can't sell that because it's not my music. Yeah, it's my mixing it. Um, oh, which reminds me, I should, if you guys are, I'll do that. I'll put the new um, upcoming releases over there in the demo section of our uh, Discord. I, got I like this question here. Benji Gator twenty three. What's up? Uh, what's the difference in importing the filters versus just importing a target curve into MultiQX? And um, man, I have, to, I have to get ready here. Here's the thing: I don't want to make it sound like as if I know for sure. I'm I'm such an expert. I I don't like to be considered an expert, right? I just spend a lot of time doing this, whatever that's called. Like, I like to say I'm just crazy because I spend so much time doing this stuff. Yeah, it's um, that dude. Funny. This guy is, is always like, oh, I just did another all day. I'm like, of course. Yeah, I don't know. That's not, I don't know if that, that makes you an expert. It just spend a lot of time, right? And so the thing with this is that we don't know. Only only 
Odyssey knows for sure exactly how that works. They'd be able to give a specific answer. But I think the difference is that they take their parametric EQ. And this is based on an interview that I had with, who was it? Um, Don't say Floyd Toll. New, new, Newman? Newman? Yeah. Newman. Newman. Yeah, Eric Newman at, at oh. Odyssey. Uh, and formerly Jeff Clark, who was there. He's kind of yeah. explained it to me before. And we, we had him on the show. I remember being yeah. on a live stream with him. Yeah. yeah. And he said that basically when you import filters into this, which are uh, in the form of parametric EQ, then it converts that into their own um, their own filters. And I think the way he had described it is imagine a graphic EQ, right? Remember, like, there's a three-band EQ, and then there's five-band, and then there's 10-band, and then there's 31-band. Like, the more sliders you have, the, the more granular control you have. Yeah. Imagine one with like, like multiple ones per frequency, you know, like so many, like a, a ton of them, right? I don't know how many, let's say a thousand of them, right? Thousands of, it converts into something like that. Um, But there is a conversion that has to happen. When you import a target curve, it's just saying, this is the curve that I want. It doesn't need to look at the filters and then convert those into a curve. It just, you tell it the curve that you want and then let it come up with its own filters and let it figure everything out. So I think that that's actually the better way to do it. In Magic Beans, we give both options, an option to import the target curve because that's just one file that you have to import per speaker, right? Versus yeah. the other one, it, it doesn't take much longer. It's just importing, let's say, up to 10 PEQs per speaker. The advantage to one is just it's clean, right? One curve per speaker. When you want to delete that curve, you just delete one file, right? And then import a new one. Versus the other one, if you import target uh, filters, then if you import filters, then you have to delete 10 and then reload 10 filters, right? The advantage, though, is that let's say if there's a there's part of the filter that you don't like. Let's say it boosts the treble and you're like, I, I like everything else, but I don't like that part. You can just remove that one part of it. When you import a curve, I don't think they give you an option to go and change the curve any mm. further. Right. So pros and cons. What else? Okay. Uh, real quick. Uh, Elon Osborne's in the house. What's up, Elon? What's he up? Said, what's up? What's up? He said getting a disc is cheaper than getting a trend off. Well, duh. Duh. And uh, he said, I'll help you work on the future SACT demo disc, fellas. All right. Oh, Elon said, hey, you know what Elon said? He said I want it. I want it. <laughs> Woo! All right. Uh, what's the SACT website? It's spatialcd.com. And I put use code RICH15, uh, you know, blah, blah, information. You mean Joe is seasoned? <laughs> you mean he's salted? <laughs> That's good. That's good. UK spot. That's great, right? Himalayan salted, baby. Himalayan salted. Giddy up. All right. Um, let's see. Do, 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 do. What I'm is not mad at you, UK spawn, by the way. You just take too long to like are I spent too too much time explaining something and I don't know if you're listening. <laughs> you know what I mean? If you if you I'm not trying to argue. I don't I'm not here to argue with people. If I have something and I think I've seen him, I've seen him in person. Huh? 
I've, I've seen you in person arguing with people. <laughs> it's great. It's actually quite a sight. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I like a I like a nice debate. You know, like an intellectual debate where we go back and forth. But at a certain point, if you just keep saying the same thing over and over, then it's like, are we going anywhere here? You know, I'm not calling you out. I'm just saying in general. He said right? all love, bro. It's cool. He said, it's you know cool. what I'm saying? Like I'm, I'm just. You know, I tried, man. I, I really tried to explain something, and I spent hours. I spent hours that night. Hours. Why would I do that? Yeah, yeah. All right. I'm only trying to do that because I really wanted to help explain this concept. But at the end of the day, what my recommendation is to a lot of people: read Floyd Tool's book, man. It's not expensive. It's less than a hundred bucks. You know, if it's between getting our toolkit and getting Floyd Tool's book. Well, we make money off the toolkit, so I'm going to say to get the toolkit for that reason because I need to feed my kids and my family. But what, value proposition-wise, man, it's it's up there. Knowing about audio and how psychoacoustics works is pretty important, right? It'll save you money by not buying silly stuff. So anyway, yeah, agree to disagree, but I'm correct. Just to correct Elon here, it would just the the khakis were 99 bucks okay those khakis were 99 bucks but i did get them for 40 percent off so uh and you know why i'm able to say that uk spot because this is this is our podcast yeah yeah you know i'm allowed to be correct in my own podcast uh but it's okay. what else we got joe will you be hosting another listening session demo in southern california Man, I wish we had a place, dude. We're working on that. Ask Matt. Um, ask again, Matt. <laughs> but yeah, we're we're working on it, dude. Oh, he did. Look, he asked again. I didn't even see that. <laughs> that was good. Oh, I like that. Yes. I like that. Floyd's book is awesome. Good. Got to finish it. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Let's see here. Uh, da, 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 da. I listened to your video explaining magic beans and the logic behind it makes so much sense. How did you come up with the idea and why haven't room correction companies uh, come up with this method? Dude, E4 Superfly, that's a great question. You know, it's funny. Like, I don't think anybody's really asked me that. Mm -mm. Like, how did you come up with that method? I mean, you you told you. I mean, when you did it, you you know, it was first not magic beans. Well, I guess it was your it was your remote calibration, right? Because it was a manual calibration. Yeah. Uh, and you told the direct people about it. And they're like, yeah, that seems. Yeah, that seems like the right way to do it. <laughs> right. Yeah, well, I wanted to sell to them, but they weren't they weren't really that interested. But um maybe for other reasons. They seem busy. But um it comes comes from a lot of things. I think part of it was reading Floyd Tool's book and some of the stuff that he was saying is like, Yeah, you tend to hear through the room, listen through the room. Like you're able to kind of like figure out what the room is doing and like you hear through the room, right? Meaning, like you're actually able to hear the direct sound of that speaker, and then he. But then later on, he's like, "Yeah, but you know, bass should be EQ'd in the room," and then he explains why, why that's the case, and psychoacoustically, where what happens in the bass region versus the higher frequencies in the transition region, right? So I'm like, okay, all right, well, all this makes sense. Well, it seems like the proper way of EQing is EQ the bass. You know, the mid-range, it's kind of tough because you don't know what's happening, where that transition is exactly in that room. And then the higher frequencies, you know, um, you really should, it should really be flat, right? 
but he's talking a lot about anechoic. And at the same time, you have to understand that I'm measuring speakers all the time for review purposes. So I'm trying to find a good way to get an in-room measurement of the speaker because I don't want to take it outside. I don't have a clipple. I just want something that's reasonable. And so because I'm doing all these things of, you know, I'm measuring the speakers, reading about psychoacoustics, doing calibrations on my own system, trying to figure out the best ways. I came up with this method where like, I was just like, all right, so I measure near field to try to get an on-axis response of the speaker, right? Most room calibration, me uh, they measure the main listening position. I'm like, but how do they know exactly what that speaker is doing? Right? They don't, I don't know that they do. And also I have to give a shout out to Charles Sprinkle because he showed me the moving mic method. Um, so it's a combination of all these things. And when you're just in the game, right? Any game, it doesn't have to be audio. When you're in the game, getting your hands dirty, doing things, opportunities kind of present themselves, right? Ideas come to you naturally because you're just doing the thing, right? Like, I don't think I'm super, super crazy smart at any particular thing. I just put in the hours. I put in the time. And if you're spending that much time, you're going to figure some stuff out. Right? So I think if anything, I'm only, uh, the good thing I'm, uh, the thing I'm good at is taking different ideas from different places and combining it in a new way that hasn't been combined before. So moving mic method over here, looking at Floyd tools, uh, uh, research, figuring out how to do, uh, uh, an in-room on axis response. that's fairly reliable. And anyway, I ended up coming up with a calibration method that sounded really good, but I had to do it manually and it took seven hours. You know, I'd have to take it in the REW and do calculations in there to figure out what was happening. And then I'm like, yeah, I try to sell it to Dirac. And they're like, I don't know that they were interested. They said, why don't you just make the app yourself? You know what I mean? I said, okay, let's do that. So that's where we're at. Here we are. Now, now it doesn't take seven hours. It takes like 20 minutes. Yeah. I mean, well, if you have, well, if, if you're on a Den and Marantz and you have multi-QX, yeah. It takes 20 yeah. minutes. Otherwise, it's going to take long. So thank you for that question. Thank you for yeah, allowing know. me to explain that, man. But yeah, that's basically it. It's just take, taking from all different places and putting new new things together. I think that's how everything that's awesome here, There's they always say there's nothing new under the sun, right? Nothing new under the sun. Like, But there's new ways to put things together. There's new ways right? to reframe, new ways to look at, at all kinds of things, you know? Yeah. You know, it's like we think we have the right answer until a writer answer comes along, <laughs> right? I asked my developer, I asked me, hey, how come somebody hasn't done what we're doing right now? Like, like I didn't, I don't have a PhD in acoustics, so how come I figure? Why am I figuring this thing out? And he's like, most of the time, these P PhDs, like people who are into this stuff, like you know, hardcore uh, engineers. They end up doing things that are probably more important than calibrating your system. So they could figure it out. <laughs> probably, yeah. But they're like, you know what? I'm going to do this medical thing, or you know, I'm going to do something else. You know, so that's let me help a huge amount of people instead of this very very small amount of people that are need to calibrate good. their home theater. Yeah. <laughs> You're so selfish, Joe. You're so selfish. <laughs> you need to be. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know, man. Music makes my life better. That's all I know. Oh man, I've, you're preaching to the choir over here, buddy. Yeah, um, dude. E, e Superfly uh, also has another question. Isn't impulse response about the decay 
or a particular note or sound? Yeah, I think I think uh, the thing about impulse response is it can tell you a lot about your system. It can tell you about the decay. It can tell you it's convertible also. So an impulse response can be uh, converted into a phase response. It can be converted into a, uh, I think they call it magnitude response, if you were to be accurate. Amplitude or magnitude response, I don't know. But basically the frequency response that you're, you're typically used to seeing, you can convert those things. If you have phase and the uh, frequency response, magnitude, I don't know what they call it. Um, you can convert. They're all convertible, right? The Because like impulse responses uh, has the time component to it, but since frequency is time dependent, it already has that built in. So as long as you have... Uh, Frequency and phase, then you can derive the impulse response. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure about that. Correct me if I'm wrong, somebody. But I, it's also convertible the other way. So it's like kind of like whatever you can do with, uh, uh, you know, phase response graph or, or or frequency response graph tells you a lot. Like you can you can do a lot with your system. Yeah. What else? I have an Emotiva MC1. I don't know how I could upload filters or import filters. I think, doesn't, don't they have a, an import? If they would actually send me something, then I would know. You know, if they'd be willing to send me something, what's up, Emotiva? I don't get that. <laughs> I've been so many times, and it's like they don't send it to me. You know what I mean? They is don't want to like, win. Is it like the um, the company that doesn't publish the... <laughs> I, don't <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, man. They've sent me plenty of stuff. I mean, they don't want to win. I don't know. I don't know. You know, it could be that my, I don't know what the deal is. I don't know what the deal is. Somebody reach out to Emotiva, tell them Joe Intel wants to review that thing and to send it to me, please. Just you, you just describe my brother, engineer for a German company, can tell me everything that's wrong with my system and house and life, but won't offer anything else. <laughs> hey, you know. Uh, the term holistic comes to mind when describe when you describe magic beans. Brings all the factors together. What's up, Reed? How are you, buddy? What's up? What's up? Oh, look. Uh, the MC1, ha MC1 has 11 PEQ filters on the front seven and the rest and five on the subs. Yeah. Don't they have a way to import, though? I think there's a way to import. I mean, we have a way to export, so there must be a way to import. We didn't just make that up. Yeah, yeah. You can review mine, Bodhi. Yeah, what, he has the MC1 or what? Uh, he just said that. But also, you know what? It's it's one of those things, I'll be honest, like, if the company, you know, if I'm reaching out to them, the truth is... Yeah, MC1. It can, it could, um, it'll lead to sales if the thing is good, right? Whether, uh, it doesn't matter if I intended to try to sell their product... If I'm there and I'm highlighting their product, if it's somewhat decent and I think it's a good deal, I'm going to say that, right? Mm -hmm. And they're end up, they're going to end up selling units, right? So I think it's just a matter of like a respect thing, right? If I, if it's going to be helpful to them, you know, they should want to work with me, right? They should they should try to do that. So I don't know. I don't know what the deal is. I've reached out to them multiple times. All right, we got one last question. We're gonna go to Jay right. Coleman, 
Calibration question. My room is small, 12 by 12. One side has a set of double doors. When calibrating, should we have doors closed or open? We never shut the doors when in there watching movies. Keep mm. them open there, right? Yeah, it's it's how you would do it. You know, if you're watching movies with doors open, calibrate with doors open. So, yeah. All right. So we we spent a little extra time because I was late. So there. Dan, okay, you got back. Talking about some silly golf stuff. Um, and if <laughs> you heard that story already too. <laughs> uh, go to crew.dailyhifi.com to uh, join the Daily Hi-Fi crew. If you want to pick up some merch, go to shop.dailyhifi.com. And if you'd like to listen to your podcast as opposed to watch me eat on camera, go to anchor.fm slash daily hi-fi. And um, yeah, uh, thank you guys for all hanging out today. I know it was a holiday, so thank you so much for, for hanging out with us on the holiday. We do it no matter if it's a holiday or what, dude. Even when Joe's at, at, at Disneyland, he'll tune in. Yeah. <laughs> thank you all for hanging out. We'll see you next week. Have a good night. See you guys.